Hey y'all, welcome to And That's My Story podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm so glad you're tuning in. Each week on this podcast, I have a conversation with someone who shares with me their unique story in life and how it has shaped them and others. Today I'm interviewing my roommate and best friend, Lauren Grace. Lauren and I met my freshman year of college and she quickly became my partner in crime. After becoming friends, she opened up to me about a hardship her and her family faced. Lauren's home was invaded by someone her family knew. The crime was premeditated and was meant to scare her family. Lauren opens up to me about how this event affected her and her family and how she has grown from the whole thing. This story will inspire you to dig deep into the lives around you and pour into those you might not know very well. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to my podcast, and that's my story. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks, Hannah. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm so glad you're the first person on my podcast. Um, I thought you would be the perfect person to start with because you and I became friends freshman year of college, and I feel like freshman year is such an awkward year of growth, and you're very uncomfortable, and you don't really know anyone. Um, We met through our sorority that we are currently in, and you were just so nice to me, and I feel like you're just such a great example of how we as people are surrounded by people all the time, Um, but do we really know these people? that are around us and do we really know what they're going through um it's easy to ask someone how are you how are you doing and the most common answer you know is i'm good how about you and they say good and then we just continue to go on with our lives but are these people really good what are they going through what have they gone through so um i kind of just want to give you a platform to speak about what you've gone through so um if you could just walk us through the night of the invasion um okay well um when I was a sophomore in high school is when the invasion happened um and my sister had gone to college that year um and we had been really close in high school and then when she was in college we weren't that close and uh she had this boyfriend her senior year of high school who um was just no one really liked him but no one really understood why He just gave everyone kind of a weird feeling, Mm -hmm. but not her, of course, because she Mm -hmm. kept on dating him. And um, he went to West Point, and she went to Texas A&M, and um, they did, like, a long-distance thing for a while. And then my parents were like, just break up with him. You're just not doing anything. You're Mm -hmm. not growing yourself. So she broke up with him Thanksgiving. They um, had a hard time breaking up. I think it was just hard for her because it was the first boyfriend that she's ever had that Mm -hmm. was real. And um, then it's been a while. They had been in and out of contact, but my dad had just told her, just drop it. Just Mm -hmm. be done with him. He's just hurting you more. He had been sending um, verbally abusive messages to her through her phone and um, Facebook and Instagram, like literally anything. He was just awful. Um, And so she broke it off completely with him. And we were all at home. Uh, spring break she had spring break off the same time that I did mm-hmm. we had just come back from Big Bend and it was around 3 a.m. in the morning when he came into our house um, he had a loaded and cocked gun he had two masks he had parked his car down the street from our house he had um, slides that were too big for him so if they had footprints mm. they would not suspect him 
Oh, wow. Um, he had a backpack full of cleaning supplies, rags, wipes to clean up any mess that he would make. Oh, my goodness. Um, and he had, he was drunk and he had Xanax with him. Mm-hmm. So he was a mess. Mm-hmm. And um, we live in this old country house. Takes a, a like a lot to get up to the, our front door. Mm-hmm. You have to go through a gate and then up a gravel driveway. So he didn't happen upon our house by accident. Mm-hmm. And our door was unlocked because we had never had anything happen like this. Mm-hmm. No one even comes up to our front door. Like Jehovah Witnesses, like delivery trucks, yeah. no one comes up. So um, we had it unlocked. And he came into our, our kitchen, took a knife, walked into my room, walked into my sister's room, and then went upstairs to my parents' room. And we know that because we had dogs in our room mm-hmm. and they had followed him upstairs because he was a familiar presence. They mm-hmm. recognized him in his smell. So he stands in my parents' room for about 20 to 30 minutes contemplating what he's going to do. And my mom wakes up and sees him beside her bed. Can you imagine waking up to this? I mean, it truly just seems like something straight out of a horror movie. And she nudges my dad and says, Brian, I think there's someone in our house. At this point, she didn't know who he was yet. My mom wakes up my dad. My dad used to be a linebacker in football uh, in college, and so he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes around the bed to my mom's side to where Isaiah, the intruder, is standing. And he tackles him to the ground. He realizes that Isaiah has a gun in his hand, mm. and he's trying to point it at my mom. And my dad takes his hand in with the gun in it and hits him over the head with oh it. Oh, my gosh. And takes the gun out of his hand and throws it to the side and then just tackles him to the ground mm-hmm. and is laying on top of him. And he takes off the mask and realizes it's my sister's ex-boyfriend. I can't even imagine what Lauren's dad had to have been thinking of in that exact moment. Was he confused? Was he angry? Or was he just trying to protect his family? So where were you at this point? I was downstairs, Mm -hmm. and I had heard everything. And my sister came into my room, and she was like, I think Dad's having a heart attack. And I was like, oh, my God. And then we hear my mom call down, there's an invader, someone call the cops. And so I rushed my phone. I called 911. The cops came. It took, like, 20 minutes. It took forever. Um, Because y'all lived out in the country. Yeah, because we live so far away. Mm -hmm. And um, they arrested him, and he told the cops, I did this to scare them, which... Do you believe that? I don't. Why would he have cleaning supplies in his backpack Mm -hmm. if he was just coming to scare us? If he was coming to scare us, why wouldn't he just wear, like, a scary mask Mm -hmm. and come into our house and, like... Without, you know, a gun or a knife. Right. A weapon. Yeah. So he got charged with... uh, breaking and entering, uh, assault of a deadly weapon against my mom and my dad. So he was arrested and indicted for three different things. Lauren then explained to me that it took two years until this case went to trial. That was a pretty long time between it actually happening and then y'all, I guess, eventually getting peace about it. So what was that like for you, you know, kind of having to relive and reopen that chapter back in your life? Um, It was... It was brutal, honestly. Mm-hmm. I had been going to therapy three months of after the invasion. And so I had been going to therapy for, you know, two years mm-hmm. or so, uh, just waiting for this moment. Um, 
and thinking that it was going to be amazing and I was going to get so much peace from it, um, which didn't quite happen. Isaiah got no prison time, got off on probation, and is living his life today with very few consequences. It was it was brutal. And it was it was brutal seeing my sister and my mom and my dad being scrutinized and mm-hmm. looked over and just like really picked and torn at mm-hmm. um, for something that they didn't do. You know, mm-hmm. it really when it comes down to it, he did this horrific thing mm-hmm. and everything leading up to it. My parents were just trying to be good parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just trying yeah. to do their best to a girl that thought she was in love with this boy. Lauren, something that I really noticed about you as a person when we first started to become friends was that you're always the type of person that really wants to know how I am doing. It's not just like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? You know, just your basic uh, walk past conversation. But you are, you've always been one to be like, you know, how has your day been? And you would intentionally, you know, figure out how I'm doing and get to know me, get to know what I'm struggling with, you know, help me, help me work through my thoughts. And you've always just been that type of person. So would you say that this event caused you to be that way? Or, or have you just been like this? Um, Honestly, I think I've always been more um, attracted to people that are really good at expressing themselves and being verbal and Mm -hmm. um, just being very in tune with themselves and their feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, But I realized that that's not something that everyone can do. And so I like to help people understand that part of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think definitely after um, all the stuff that happened, um, being in tune with someone else's feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. and being in tune with your feelings and emotions is 100% more important. Like Mm -hmm. I, I would not be the kind of person I am today if this hadn't happened and then I hadn't grown from it and realized, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I need to be more intentional with my feelings and like how I verbalize them. Mm -hmm. And I need to see other people's true feelings and how they verbalize them because I, I feel like we would have caught it before. We could, mm-hmm. would have caught it sooner. It, not that it was our fault or anything, yeah. but, you know, you can definitely see a person in their true soul if you ask them how are they doing, yeah. what are they feeling. And you really dig at it. Not If if they just say good, like, you, you really probe. You probe with questions and you follow uh-huh. up, which is something that I myself need to work on, you know. I, I struggle with being in tune with what I'm feeling sometimes. Sometimes I just push my thoughts and emotions down and just like go through the motions of life. But you've really encouraged me to get to know people on a deeper level. And that's one of the reasons why I'm making this podcast is because like you were someone that I just thought I knew, you know, just your average college girl. But, you know, something traumatic had happened to you and you had really struggled with something. And because of that, you are now the type of person that wants to get to know everyone else around you. So you're really my inspiration for making this podcast. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, friends, and thanks for listening to And That's My Story. I hope Lauren's story was one of inspiration to you. Lauren taught me to be more aware of my thoughts and emotions and to ask those around me how they're truly doing. Lauren, I love you and I'm rooting for you, girl. I hope everyone is having a fabulous week and is remembering to enjoy the little things in life. Tune in next episode for another fantastic story.